Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I've always thought ID is quite a weird abbreviation because the I stands for I and the D stands for identification. Hey. I'm going to give it a three. Three? No. Well, that's fair, though, because there's been better ones. That's fine. Yeah, didn't laugh. There's definitely been a 10. So at least you know you can hit the peak, Nate. That is true. And I want to motivate you for next week. Thanks, bud. (laughs) God, this guy's such a good coach. I feel like I'm in a Hard Knocks episode. (laughs) I've just had a bad game, and Coach Barreto's like, look, Nate, you had a bad game. We've had a good game before, and I believe in you. Don't Son. give up, Nate. <laughs> then you ruffle my you ruffle my head, expecting there to be hair there. You know, I'm still do it anyway. Just yeah, I've, I've committed, so I've got to do it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's smooth and shiny and soft. <laughs> Let's move this part of the episode yeah. to the front. So I don't know why. Why are you guys letting me talk so much? You should cut me off. Welcome to The Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Barreto, senior writer at F1.com. I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders, F1 correspondent at ESPN. E to the S, the P to the N. Now, I'm jumping in straight away because before we started recording, uh, I lost the game and uh, Nate then lost the game and Lawrence doesn't know what the game is. So I've just ruined the game for anyone who does know what the game is, and they've also all just lost it. Uh, but Lawrence, I'm going to enlighten you this morning, because it is morning. Okay. Have I um, lost the game by not knowing the game? Uh, you're just a loser for not know- knowing the game. Um, <laughs> wow. So the game is something you don't think about. Whenever you think about the game, you automatically lose the game. So you're winning the game when you're not thinking about the game. But the second you think about it, you therefore lose. So when it comes it's into a, it's your a mind, classic catch twenty two situation, yeah. catch doubly deuce, as they say, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so by not knowing about the game, I was technically winning the game. Well, you weren't playing the game. Yeah, you weren't playing it. So as soon as you were playing it, you lose. Okay. But from now on, just you know, forget about it. And uh, the next time I or someone around you says that they lost the game or something triggers that thought in your mind, you will then lose. But you also would have been like, oh, I had a good run. Which I did. Oh, I see. Started a good few years, I think. I mean, it's not an impressive game, so you don't have to pretend <laughs> you're impressed by it. It's, you know, it's very oh, sad. I'm not I've ne- I mean, I've I never won the game. It. I've never won the game, so that's probably why I'm upset. Well, yeah, no one so... could ever win the game, surely. Well, not with that attitude, that. they won't. <laughs> <laughs> this no game reminds me of, like, the yellow car game, where you have to see a yellow car, and then you get to punch someone. Yeah, I definitely did that the other day. Not going to lie. And the giant flag game. That's a great game. You see a giant flag, but it has to be a physical flag. You shout giant flag. first person And it has to be it. giant. Yeah, Seems to be only in Texas you can play it as well. No, in Bahrain, uh, there's a giant Bahrain flag. Bahrain, there's a giant flag. Azerbaijan, there's a giant flag. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, where else have we seen one? 
you're right. Texas has a lot of giant flags. Uh, that's quite good fun, actually, because you know there's you can just be driving along a road across Texas. You know, at any moment there might be one. Whereas in Bahrain or in Azerbaijan, you know exactly where the giant flag is. So you're playing for the same like shout every time. You're just waiting for the first one to see it come into view. Yeah, Bahrain's that. So yeah, when you're driving from Manamana. To the circuit, and you use the motorway, and there's a point where you come on the slip road onto the main motorway that goes down towards the track. And if it's a clear day, you can see it then as you come over the top. But if it's not, if it's a bit sandy, because if it's any wind and it's, it gets a bit sandy, and then you can't see it, and everyone's always kind of like peering for it and waiting to shout. And you've got to get it right because you sometimes you'll notice the little flashing red light on top of the uh, flagpole, but that can also be something else. Can't remember what, but you, you need to you need to be sure, otherwise you lose points. That means it's, the pit lane's tense. pit lane's closed, and if you drive towards the flag, you get a penalty. Am I right, guys? Oh, F one banter there. Wow. Is this thing on? Is this on? <laughs> <laughs> guys, sorry, that's my mic. My mic doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> uh, if only it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> this episode was quickly morphing into fun with flags. Yeah. yeah. Wow, our, our lowest rated episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, well, I that's, that's a good achievement to aim for. We'll, we'll do well to go lower than some of the others. <laughs> pilot so far is not doing very well at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the pilot was a long, long time ago. It was, and our audio was sensational. Yeah, We've mine come was pretty bad. so far from there. Things have changed so much for us since then. They have. We've Global all grown. superstars now. <laughs> We've all matured. Yeah, we are different men now, I think. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, no, I think we have. I'm definitely, I mean, I'm wearing different clothes. I think you guys are. Yeah. So well, that, yeah. well, that's, that's encouraging. I think all of us look a bit smarter. I'm in a different apartment. You're in a different flat. I've, I've moved. moved my desk to a different place. Yeah. So I'm doing this with a different location. Lawrence is still sat in exactly the same place. <laughs> yeah, what have you done? What have you achieved? <laughs> same headphones. I... Same boring artwork. Actually, it looks great, to be fair, in the background. Yeah, is that I'm a Monaco being... picture? Uh, no, Montreal. Oh, you can just see a barrier and a red bull nose, I think. Um, yeah. Admittedly, it looks like Monaco, but no. it's not. So it's, it's bad you can artwork. see the globe. Can you see the globe? The globe. Oh, just, yes. Yeah. 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 The, that golf ball thing. Here you go, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. We're talking about something <laughs> behind Lawrence's <laughs> shoulders. But yeah. you to, I want see. you to imagine a globe in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're looking at. <laughs> that's behind exactly Lawrence. what it is. <laughs> Next it up. There's a globe in the ground. Nate's yeah. deep bath. <laughs> now, next we're going to talk about yeah things in the background of. <laughs> but no, no, we won't do that. Sorry. I've not got please a lot in the background. Please don't switch the podcast off. Barreto's got a lot in the background. He's got a yellow lamp. To go oh, with his shoes. Mate, we're yellow. not playing the yellow car game anymore. You got to you got to get this out of your system, bro. It um, is a great game, Nate. What have you got in your background? Tell, tell the people because I can't I've actually got, tell. I've got an Ajax, an Ajax flag, uh, Ajax mm. scarf. I have a blackboard. With all my oh, things on. Right. And I have a poster here for Some Like It Hot, which doesn't have a frame yet, but I just put it on the wall anyway. It's a good film. Anyone, anyone who's seen it, one of my favourite films. And then I, I, I have my Monaco and Indie ones over on the other wall, so you can't see them. Oh, boo. What's on your right. blackboard, Nate? What's on your to-do list? Uh, <laughs> currently, there is nothing on there. There's a receipt <laughs> for my last shop. And uh, but that's it. There's a There's a... Ticket from a Bruce Springsteen gig I went to in 2013 because I found it when I was <laughs> moving my room around and I was like, I'm putting that on the on the blackboard and that's it. Was that the one at Wembley? 
That's, yeah, it's the one. That, it's the one we went to. Yeah, I was there. Nate and I were at the same oh gig, but we were not in the same place. We were opposite ends. Yeah, and we tried. <laughs> we tried to reach each other, but um, it was difficult. I was playing right back, and he was more left wing. So, because we were on the pitch at Wembley, I think that's <laughs> well, a good... which way we were attacking. Oh yeah. Well, no, we were facing one way, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were attacking Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bruce was defending. What a man. What an absolute man he is. He is. We used to do a Bruce Springsteen well. episode. Let's do that. Okay. Oh, ben Hunt would love that. Ben Hunt, yeah, this... the son, he is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Loves them. Yeah. Them? Him. Well, he's <laughs> tried to change his name to Bruce Hunt a few times, I, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. That's just to avoid yeah. all the hate that he gets as a writer for the yeah, sun. Yeah, true. So. Yeah. Um, what's that? Is that the sound of everyone stopping? <laughs> that's podcast? the last. That's the last uh, listener logging off and listening to the F1 podcast or something else. <laughs> no, we need to save it somehow. Yeah. Well, I've got the perfect way to save this podcast. Okay. So I'm going to fire away. So my my housemate Ian and a good friend of mine Graham have just started a podcast called the podcast nobody asked for, where they talk about movies. They're two of the biggest movie buffs that I've ever known, and it got me thinking. While we've got an off-week episode like we do now, why don't we have a bit of fun with a kind of a movie premise and F1 drivers? And I asked you guys just before we started, maybe I maybe could have given you a bit more of a heads up, but which drivers would you want to start in a buddy cop movie with? So who would be the driver alongside you? And for a bonus, we can talk about who the bad guy would be. It could be anyone from F1 as well. It doesn't have to be a driver. Um, but I thought it'd be quite a fun discussion. I've been thinking about it, and um, I went through the list... And I'm pretty sure that most people are just going to straight off the bat say Danny Ricardo, but I don't think I've done that. I don't know if either of you two have. No. Because <clears throat> I don't no. think he'd be, I don't think he'd be a good, I think he'd be very fun to be in a pub. I don't think you'd actually get anything done. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd wreck your car. You'd, you'd end up just being like, right, the two of us, especially me and him, I don't think that would work because neither of us, you need a serious one there, you know, to, to, Not to like level Not two funny people, Nate. Two funny people together just aren't going to work. Well, two hilarious people, let's be <laughs> honest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm curious. Um, let's fire away. Lawrence, I want to hear yours first. Who would be, and, and, and what's the movie based around? And who, who is, who is your, your, your partner? So I, first off, don't think I would be a very good cop because I'm very scared. So I need someone who's <laughs> going to be entertaining. So I thought someone like Sebastian Vettel could be quite good um, because I think he'd bring the chat. He'd probably talk to whoever that we're with. He'd probably just make them, he'd talk them to death with his comedy uh, while I then try and be the sensible one and try well, he, and work he, out what's going on. So he's the good cop. You're not bad cop as such, but you're like the, the cop that kind of, when they're, when, they're on their, when they're on their guard, you jump in and say, right, I think we're getting to the bottom of this now. It's exactly. less that he's bad cop. He's just the bad cop. From <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Well, that's that's that that sounds like a good that's a good basis to a to a movie. So my my favorite buddy cop style movies are Rush Hour. I yeah, absolutely yeah. love that trilogy of movies and Lethal Weapon. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've, just, I've just watched them both. Like I've just watched all of them hundreds of times, and there's a lot of comedy involved, and I think stupidity and driving around in fun cars and stuff, and that would be kind of my. That's how I would love to do it. And then handily having a racing driver is quite good. Yeah. And it would make the, the, the chase scenes better because you could just put Seb in the car. No, you know, no, you're, no. You're no. I, would take, I would take the driver. Right. But imagine, imagine how bad a passenger, passenger seat driver an F1 driver would be. Like, yeah, that would, would be not hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, look, you've got to let me drive, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's good. That's good. Vettel and Barreto. I like it. Have you got any thoughts of what the plot overriding plot is who's the bad guy or do we need to come back to you 
to think um, on the fly. Yeah, so let's come back to me, and I'm okay. going to fire it over to Meadows to go for his. So I've got a similar kind of theme. That I, yeah, I'm not going for the funny one. I'm going to be the fun and entertaining one. I'm getting Kimmy. Um, well, that's confident. Because, yeah, I'm, I, well, come on. Um, because Kimmy, I think, would just get the job done, like zero fuss. Uh, probably not a lot of chat, but, you know, you'd have that thing like, oh, I can't get through to my partner. Like, I just can't. What's inside there? Something must have happened why in the past. You, why won't you let me in, Kimmy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, but then there'll be those moments when there were like, after you've, uh, like, complete the mission and you've done a great great day's work and you go to the local dive bar and have a beer and and kimmy might say well done or something like that <laughs> the thing that really means a lot um so yeah i think he'd be he'd be like clinical and effective and efficient as a cop um but also he'd be like you know mysterious so i'm gonna go with kimmy and yeah he can be the driver because it, it we'd get things done more quickly that way too so, I like that. And then the whole way through, he calls you Meadows. And at the end, the end scene, when you two are celebrating a job well done, he turns to you and says, see you tomorrow, Chris. And a little tear <laughs> rolls down your cheek because he finally called you by your first name. It's the little and nod then, he does after he says it and turns and walks away. It's that. It's yeah. that, that and then he stops, nod. looks back and winks at you. And you're like, oh, give me, dad. <laughs> no, nah, he wouldn't do that. He'd, he'd, he'd do the nod, turn and walk away. And then the camera would show him like that look on his face of like begrudging. Like, oh, for, nah, for, is, for, it, is it in Anchorman when... Um, Today we spell redemption R O N. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. drops the mic just... and then his face is like, I hated doing that. And then uh, just walks off, like, yeah, exactly. kind of triumphantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, angrily, I think that he's like lost. So, yeah, I think I'd get that. So, yeah, Kimmy would be my partner in, partner in crime. What about yours? Well, you've kind of pissed on my cereal there, Meadows, because mine had oh. a very similar theme of Scandinavian guy. It was going to be Kevin Magnuson and me. Ooh. And again, trying to, you know, trying to break through the shell. Kevin's a bit kind of you know, very matter of fact about the way he does things. And the reason is, is because it being with ESBM, we'd always go to the house press conferences. And when I first started talking to Magnuson, it was, it, you know, it's difficult. You guys, you guys know it. Sometimes he can be very blunt with his answers, but I think once he gets to kind of know that you're legit, once he gets to kind of know the kind of questions you ask, he opens up a lot more. So I think that would make quite a funny dynamic. And the reason I said it as well, we joked about it just before we started recording. I'd like to think of it like this. So my captain is, it's Captain Hulkenberg, who's running the station, and he's fed up with me. You know, I, I, I've not brought a case in, and they, he's also fed up of Officer <laughs> Magnuson. He can't stand him, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to run you two out of the, I'm going to run you two out of town. You two, are, you two are teaming up, and I'm putting you on this impossible drugs case. And we're like, what? Captain, you know I, you know I work alone? Magnuson's like, I don't have a partner. And it's like, well, you do now, and if you two don't bring this case in in a week, you're out of here. So it's got that whole thing. It's got that whole dynamic of, of, of Captain Hulkenberg. Magnus and the Saunders, who, you know, will they be friends? Will they not be friends? But they get the job done eventually. And then Hulkenberg begrudgingly comes around. He's like, you know, I don't like you two, but God damn it, do I respect you. <laughs> like, like, where's, like, like, where's Mantu? Um, uh, I've just got, a, a, well, two asides. One is going to be that when, you'd probably have the same, actually. I don't think Barreto would. But when you do crack a case and you proper celebrate, I think both Kimmy and Kevin are going to be like, you're going to have a wild night. Um, which is a whole spin-off uh, movie for you. Uh, but also I'm going to get like a really PR media friendly captain in my precinct, I think. Someone who really wants the force to look good and is always doing like press conferences and stuff like that. The sort of thing that Kimmy hates. So he's going to be rogue. And I'm going to be in the middle like, well, I understand this. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I've got a background in this. I get what he's getting at, but, but I need to keep Kimmy happy too. So yeah, I see that. Torn. We'd be torn, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, I think whereas ours Barreto, would be very think... similar movies, but... 
but, but Lawrence has kind of blazed his own trail, which I like. Yeah. But hang on, who Captain Weiss, this PR style captain, who are you thinking? Uh haven't put you on the spot there, no. Yeah, I haven't really thought. Probably a team boss. Christian Horner. I was gonna say Horner. Horner would be you know, he'd just yeah. be slamming stuff on the desk like like, you know, I want I want results. And then you realise at some point that actually He's just following orders from above, and that's yeah. just got to do what he's got to do. So, yeah, uh, yeah. The commissioner, the commissioner Marco, is telling him what to do. And commissioner's <laughs> being told by the mayor, Mayor Mattershit. <laughs> like, so it's like the wire; it's just like rolling yeah. downhill to you. Yeah, uh, I like it. I like that a lot. That's and good. the bad guy is every dumped Red Bull Junior ever. <laughs> they're feeling yeah. they're, they're, they're out for revenge, and yeah. that's why, like Kimmy and I, don't really care because it's not it's not personal to us, but it is to the force. And therefore, we have to defend them. <laughs> but but then it becomes like a conspiracy movie because then you start being like, well, hang on, why are these guys so upset? And you start unraveling the mystery of the Red Bull Driver program. You're like, oh my god, all these guys are on the same program. What happened to them? And then that's where and Kimmy's like, Kimmy probably doesn't care still, but it's like, ah, oh, okay, cool. Be like, but, I'm just gonna... but but Pierre, you're still part of the force. Like you're ranking highly. It's like, yeah, but I used to be higher. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's not French anymore. He's now Clint Eastwood. Pierre, Pierre Gasly is played by Clint Eastwood in this film. Apparently. I think, but... I think, I think, so my other one was going to be, if, if, if I couldn't do the Magnuson one was going to be Gasly, but that Gasly has to play it like pyro, like, so really over the top French, like with a monocle, a big moustache and everything. <laughs> and it's like, well, hello there. And I'm like, oh, I've been put with this guy. I've been put with this old fashioned French guy. But it turns out that we just a perfect, perfect combination. I don't know if we would have been. Did you say pyro rather than yeah, that's pyro? Right. Yeah, I did. And I was hoping, I was hoping that you didn't, I was hoping that you didn't. You got too excited. You were doing so well. Yeah. Is Poirot Poir- French or is he, is he Belgian? I always no, forget. Poir- oh, good point. Poir- I think he's French, but. I, I can't remember. Sorry to any French or Belgian listeners. Um, you can everything. at us. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> at some point, we're going to set up a Twitter page and you can at us angrily about how we've got nationalities wrong. Uh, yeah. But based on that then, I th- well, hang on, Nate, who's your, who's your bad guy? I feel like you've had so, more time to think than Beretta has. So. Yeah, so my bad guy... I was gonna. I was gonna have. There's gonna be a lot of little henchmen running around. So like Maldonado, you know, guys that kind of had a bit of a relevant spell. You know, Weber will be there, kind of big, tall Australian guy. But they're all working for this guy who sits on a chair. You never hear from, but he's just orchestrating things. And it's UJE Day because no one, oh, no one, no yes. one thought he was a bad guy. You know, he was always just like, oh, he's a bit useless. But what he's done is he's since he got kicked out by Super Guri, he's been in an underground lair somewhere, just like getting bitter and twisted about the world of. Well, not Formula One in this case, but the police force. He got kicked out. You know, he was he was their up and coming recruit. Made a few mistakes, got kicked out, and now he's back with a vengeance. He wants Hulkenberg. He wants Hulkenberg's head on a plate, and we've got to stop it. <laughs> I like so that. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the plot. That is strong, and I also like the way Beretta, when I said that he needed to think of his bad guy, he sat up like a meerkat and started rubbing his chin. Well, um, I was thinking that was my thinking pose. Uh, did did you think? So. It's a little bit, unfortunately, a little bit similar to Nate in that I was going to say Taki Nui. Nice. So obviously he got run over by, I think it was the medical car. Yeah, Remember that instance? Or or some sort of um, track car, um, as in properly went over the bonnet because he got in the way of it. And so I thought he would come back with a vengeance and he would would hate the fact that everyone was criticising him and he'd want to, I don't know, take over the world. I like that because... dramatic, isn't it? That's reminded me as well. I was going to say that one of the henchmen is Luca Badoa. So, you know, the British press used to call him, look how bad you are. Yeah. I had this image of like, he's torturing probably me. And he's like, no, nah, look how bad you are. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, this, please stop. Please stop, Luca. I'll never call you that again. 
All my time. The force has yeah. cleaned up since then. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, I wasn't here. Your, your gripes with the mayor. It's not with me. And he's like, he's like, you work for the mayor. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Can't, can't argue with that, Luca. As the laser beam gets closer and closer. So now we, I guess we've got a trilogy, seeing as there's three of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if anyone wants to give us the millions to do this and, and produce well, it. Well, actually, people listening should tell us which movie they'd rather watch, because I think... Well, actually, Ooh, we yeah. don't know Medes' bag. We don't, well, no, we do know your bag. Yeah, yeah the Red Bull Junior. Yeah, the, yeah. the Red Bull Junior Academy. I've got, a, I've got a fleet of them. You do, yeah. But also, I want to tell people my final scene. So the whole film, Kevin and I kind of butting heads, not sure if we can get on with, it, you know, with each other. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get on with the captain and my partner. And at the end, when we've solved the case, we've brought it in, we're both leaving. And Captain Holcomb's like, guys guys, I've got another case for you. And Kevin Magnuson turns around and says, suck my balls, mate. And we high five and then credits. <laughs> End scene. References to Formula One. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you've put a lot. Of, have you got an actual script written out somewhere? I can't. Well, I can't confirm or deny that. But you know, <laughs> it's currently in the legal process. No, I don't. But so I feel this like, like your pitch. I, I feel like, like it. I should. Yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like it's got legs. It's, there's definitely like a short film maybe in this. Yeah, maybe not a full-length blockbuster, but I think I, I think, think it may be maybe like a Netflix special. Yeah, um, Medis, have a word. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, are you Netflix or Amazon these like, days? I'm, I'm, I yeah. made the switch and I went to Amazon Prime, but I haven't seen that yet. So um, I assume yeah. well, for a good thirty I'd seconds. Obviously but... I'd obviously pitch to Disney Plus. Ah, uh, yeah, ESPN Disney, man. Of course, but yeah. can you say suck my balls on Disney Plus? Probably not, but I don't know. You can if it's in cartoons. Censor that out. Yeah, yeah, true. If there's if he's physically holding some balls and he says them, <laughs> <laughs> he throws them back at him. He's like, "Suck those, man." Is, is Beretta going to do an uh, official Formula One production here, or where are you going to? I can. I suppose I could just launch on F1 TV. Yeah, I think so. Um, and also, the great thing, the great thing, there'd be constant banter where every day you turn up with different shoes on, like colourful shoes, <laughs> and you you keep going undercover. And Vettel's like, "Dude, you've got to wear black shoes. Like, you can't wear bright orange shoes when we're, you know, trying to like." Break up, break up. I can be the decoy, I can be the decoy. They just send me in and I'm causing a scene, and they're like, Who's this idiot? He's walking in the brightly colored shoes. And then Seb goes around the back, and um, I don't know. They they better not chase you at any point if you're wearing those moon boots because you're in trouble then. No, can't run in my moon boots or the neon boots. In fact, I can't run in most of the boots. Just but that's so you why know. you would look like that you're not dangerous because people would know you can't leg it. So surely you're not there to cause any trouble. Exactly. Yeah. And I look harmless, right, guys? It's... Yeah, people would underestimate yeah. you, I think. Harmless is a term I'd use to describe <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. One of the more positive terms you would use to describe it. <laughs> yes. <Thank you. laughs> well, Nate, I think you've cracked it. I think you've, um, there's, there's millions to be made here. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm literally about to message every agent I know, which is none, and um, pitch, this <laughs> pitch this movie. My well, why don't you have a chat is... with Kevin, see if he wants to do it? Well, yeah, I, I did just see him in a, in a Danish uh, advert where he plays two roles. It's him wow. and he's the talented. And I was like, wow, this guy, you know, he's got like Eddie Murphy about him. You know Eddie Murphy in like the Nutty Professor movie? Uh, Nutty Professor, yes. So, yeah, I, um, I think it would work. I think I'd, I'd pay good money to, to watch it. Which is good because I don't think anyone, <laughs> many other people. You'd need would. to pay very good money just to help yeah, it break even. To produce even. it like and all then the money. watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't quite work. Um, yeah, my old flatmate actually um, directs and writes short films. So maybe I'll go on to him and be like, got a proposition for you. It'd be a short that conversation. Works. But as you said, it'd be interesting to see what other people would watch out of those three. So we'll, we'll, stick, the, we'll stick it on the Facebook page. We'll do like a poll thing or whatever. And people can also come up with their own 
premise um, yeah. and we'll steal the best one and then that's the one we'll make but also if people can come up with good film titles for these three i think that would yes. be fun as well because <clears throat> i think there's some really good and i can't think of any on the fly and i think we'd probably butcher them but if people take a take some time to think that might also help the uh, the voting process and the yeah. creative process because this is an evolution right yeah exactly I mean, this is what the podcast is going to be about now. It's going to be a gritty crime podcast series where we just, it's an audiobook style thing, right? That's you can definitely have cameos, is right? Because Lewis loves a cameo, so he can pop Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing. You'd get, you'd get people like that. Like Lewis is like the, you know, you know in um, The Other Guys, when um, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and, and The Rock, and they just, they're, they're like the legends of the station. Yeah, like you'd have people like, like Lewis coming in or like even Rosberg, like the old guy that everyone's like, I'm not sure how he became <laughs> captain, but he, damn it, he's, he's quite good. You know, he's smooth. So you'd have those people coming back in. Lewis can do the soundtrack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like gritty cop soundtrack is going to be needed. He can also look after the wardrobe through his fashion range. Yes, yeah. sponsored by Tommy. And yeah, but a whole, who else yeah. whole police station just really well decked out in Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, why didn't you? Why didn't you chase that criminal? Well, look, I've you know just got this new <laughs> this new Tommy Hilfiger range of 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 uniform. I don't want to get it get it scuffed on the first day. And they're like, I get That's my fair. white trainers dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't. Come on, come on, guys. Well, Beretta, will you be allowed to wear Tommy with your uh, other shoe deals? Well, as yet. Just to make it clear, I don't have a shoe deal. So should anyone wish to give me a shoe deal, <laughs> then that is acceptable. Um, my only prerequisite is they need to be brightly coloured. Uh, and as you can see, I wear anything. So, I mean, that is true. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing endorsement there for anyone who might want to. <laughs> Please, I'll wear anything. Boots-wise, that is not just anything. Just wear what the costume clarity. designer tells just, you you have to wear. Absolute clarity. Yeah. Would you guys would you guys do your own stunts or would you get a stuntman in? Oh, I would one hundred percent try and do my own stunts and then let the stuntman do it when I'm rubbish. Yeah, I'd give I'd definitely give it a go. <clears throat> no, I absolutely would just let someone else do it. <laughs> <laughs> I get injured easily enough anyway that I don't need I don't need to jump into things. I just be like, yeah, you go and you go and do that. You make me I'm look gonna... good. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll like they roll off screen and I kind of jump up like, oh, what a jump that was. <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, Nate's pretty good, isn't he? Action man. Yeah, but it'll all come out. You'll go on like Graham Norton and you'll have to sit and he'll ask you, have you done your own stunts? And you'll have to say, well, no, I didn't. Yeah, and people are like, he's so humble. You'll be fouled out. <laughs> so humble, what, what a man to work with. <laughs> they're like, yeah, and where is your co-star, Kevin Magnuson? He's like, ah, uh, yeah, he just, no, he didn't want to come on the show. In fact, he doesn't yeah, want anything to do with this. He's got a million better things to do right now <laughs> yeah, than, than this. Literally. But um, I'm sure they'll have been listening and they'll be desperate to be part of it. I could tell. Why don't you sell this as a feature idea, Nate? Well, yeah, well, that could do. Best buddy cop movie. Like, who would be the best buddy cop partners? This is definitely going to be Christmas content, isn't it, on ESPN? We're going to see I think it. it might be. <laughs> We're going to see it come up. Because yeah. you, you can do some dummy up, uh, like, movie posters as well. I don't know why I'm doing that. But, um, um, like, framing. Sorry, I realised that no one can see me. I was framing a shot of a movie poster. <laughs> Nate, you, you just screenshot it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I genuinely didn't. Oh, I thought I had someone take a screenshot. I nailed it. No, nah, nah. I, sh I should have tried to. Sorry. That's right. The recording saves the video too, so that oh, will yes, uh, that will explain back. everything. Yeah. Well, for anyone listening, if you do want to invest, please do. Um, if you've got any names for our movies, please leave them on the comments on the Facebook page um, and the Twitter. 
uh, tweet us when we get the Twitter page up and running. We'll, we'll uh, get there eventually. And, and give us your own movies. For now. Tweet at us for now, collectively. Well, someone did that after a recent one where I uh, slagged off Colchester and said that I yeah. should do an episode dressed as a Roman from Colchester, which I, I think is fair because it was a cheap gag. So. I think it's It fair. was a cheap gag. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pleased that we've got someone from Colchester listening. It's <laughs> yeah. quite nice. Long-suffering um, Colchester United my fan. First, my first friend from Colchester, am I right? I, I, no, I don't know why you're laughing. 100% right. No, no, you've got tons of friends from Colchester. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was just fishing for that compliment. I, I really like... am here to motivate you, aren't I, Nate? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, coach. I'm ready to go back in this week. <laughs> I just don't like it when you're down, Nate. I don't like yeah. it. You know, coach has just been working through <laughs> self-confidence stuff and he's really got me in a good place. He's really got me in a good place. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Um, well, thanks very much, chaps, uh, for joining. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks to anyone who's listening. Please, as ever, remember to hit subscribe. Um, it will help us out. It might even help you out. Um, and also follow us on all the social medias. Listen to us anywhere that you can get a podcast. I've been Lawrence Bretto. He's been Chris Medland. He's been Nate Sorters. <laughs> oh, that was all on was me. That? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was watching Nate. I should have just looked somewhere else, but I couldn't, couldn't divert my gaze from Nate to try not to laugh. Sorry, that was 100% oh. me. It was when you said it could, it could it would help us, could help you too. Yeah, like... and we were both like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've been Loris Bretto, he's been Chris Medland, and he's been Nate Saunders. Thanks very much for listening. You can read our work on f1.com, espn.com, and racer.com. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll do this again sometime. Bye. Bye. Network.